Hello and welcome to part two of our Bowl Pick'em special, which is definitely not recorded immediately after part one of our Bowl Pick'em special, meaning that we have definitely seen all of these great bowls in action. Uh, Blake, I, I can't believe San Diego State, you know, scored uh, eighty points. What what a what a big win for no, them. No. Nope, that's some fake news that you've seen. You've got some dyslexia, Bobby. Go see a doctor because I promise you by the time you are watching this, sweet, sweet San Diego State is buried about 60 feet in the ground where they rightfully deserve, so. Yeah, okay. Well, either way, let's get on with it. We have a lot, a lot of bowls to go through. Uh, starting with tomorrow because this is uh clearly december 26th when we were recording this and not december uh 14th the quick lane bowl western michigan and nevada or nevada sorry um we're gonna start the order just kind of keep it the same i'll kick us off uh look nevada's had their issues but i i think they're a better team and i think they get a win here i know the quick lane bowl is kind of like western michigan's home away from home you know in detroit but I'm going to have Nevada take the win here. So, Ty, uh, who do you got? Yeah, so I, if I recall correctly, earlier in the season, um, Jameson's potentially having a seizure off stage. Uh, he's Jameson's our medical expert, like, so there's no way to verify. What, but anyway, Jameson looks like, looks um, like he's playing Tetris with his fingers. I yes. think I, I wanted Blake and I's portrait to be switched. Thank you. Okay, though. there we there go. We go. Okay, okay. Um, so anyways, I, I think I recall earlier in the season, um, everyone else on this podcast getting me really hyped up for Nevada and then picking them because everyone else was really hyped up on them and then getting burned. Um, with that being said, you know, that's my own fault for not doing due diligence on, on my pick, um, which is, you know, a mistake that I'm about to make again by one, not doing my due diligence and then also, Picking Nevada again. So give me the uh, Nevada Wolfpack against a Michigan-based team at a bowl in Michigan. I know it sounds crazy. It is crazy. But uh, the Wolfpack to take the win. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's here's my thought process on it. I think Nevada is very bad. Uh, no Carson Strong. Boo! Give me Western Michigan. <laughs> and they are playing at home in michigan at ford field right kind of technically home, it's not their not really. home field but well and, and no close they're playing their home state whatever they're in michigan it's like it's like when ou plays in the cotton bowl yeah blake who do you got you know who i got my love affair will always continue carson strong or jay norvell no more but i still love the wolf pack i love nevada football teams whether it's unlv whether it's nevada i love both those rivals they're incredible in their own ways give me the wolf pack i will always back them regardless of the situation so just a just a big fan of the state i love it moving on i just love nevada yeah for all our nevada listeners out there i love y'all I, I, we have many, many listeners in, in I know one person who is from Nevada, and that's about it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to visiting next uh, next month for, you know, uh, good times. Uh, moving on to the Military Bowl from uh, Annapolis, uh, Maryland, actually. Uh, we have Boston, Boston College East and Eastern Carolina. There you go. I don't know why I was moving so slow. It's presented by Paraton. Which I don't know what that is. It sounds like a knockoff Peloton. But anyways, uh, Blake, 
start us off, do you like the Eagles or do you like the Pirates? I love the Eagles here. Phil Dracovich, he's back for one more year at Boston College. And honestly, I think this Boston College team would have had a significantly better record if he would have stayed healthy. But sadly, we just weren't able to see that. But he came back, obviously did incredible uh, whenever he did. Got him bowl eligible. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, um, I'm going to take them as well, just because I watched only one Pirate game this year, and I watched it versus Cincinnati, and they just look gross. So give me the Eagles here. Yeah, so this one I think is neat because I think it is a decent matchup. I, I think it will be an interesting game to watch uh, most of the time. It's pretty much equidistant. Uh, it's being played at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland, which is – pretty close to, to, you know, a reasonable equal travel time from East Carolina to, to Boston college. Um, I like BC in this one. And I think the Greg sprinkles uh, on this one is that Lincoln Riley came from ECU. So we're just going to continue to find ridiculous grudges. So we're picking against ECU to uh, go against Lincoln Riley, who holds loyalty to no team. So it's kind of a, uh, an irrelevant point, but give me the Boston College Eagles in this one. Uh, neat one to watch, I think. Shout out to ECU, the only team to lose after going into victory formation uh, and giving up a Hail Mary. <laughs> Brilliant job, Lincoln Riley, uh, of the past. We should have saw it coming. Give me Boston College as well. Uh, just a better team, uh, better talent across the board. I think they get the dub here. Moving on to Tuesday, December 28th, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. We have Houston and Auburn. Uh, This one's tricky because, look, Houston is ranked, but Auburn is uh, an SEC team. At the, at the, so, with no bonus. Look, well, it does just mean more. No Bo Nix, no Tank, whatever the guy's last name is. Where just a if you have a nickname, then it's a no name podcast. Bigsby, Bigsby, Tank, Tank, yeah, Tank Tank Bigsby. Bigsby. Uh, Yeah, no, Auburn is you know a team that kind of stumbled into this one in the first place, Uh, and now they're missing some of their better players. So give me Houston to get the dub here. Ty. Oh, sorry, I forgot it was forgot it was my turn. Um. Houston versus Auburn, like you said, this is rough, right? Because Houston and in their uh, their alter ego in the North is actually in the playoffs, uh, which I believe that Houston uh, could also be in the playoffs if they played Cincinnati's abysmal schedule. Um, Auburn, you never know. It is it is an SEC team. I, I don't hate Bobby's take, but this is Houston's coached by Dana Holgerson. Dana's performance – against the big teams in the Big 12 tells me everything that I need to know about this game. Give me the Auburn Tigers to uh, take the win here. Give me Houston money line. Come on, let's think about SEC teams that have a lot going on right now, off-the-field stuff, transfer portal stuff, and we've seen in the past that these kind of programs don't show up for these kind of games. Houston's got a legit squad. Um, I like Houston as a three-point dog to win upright. 
Yeah, I'm with Jameson here. This is one of the easiest locks, in my opinion. You got TJ Finley, who looked hobbled as hell coming off the field against Alabama. He was done. You have no Bo Nix. You have no Tink Bigsby. Brian Harson is basically a dead man walking at this point. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to survive another year there. They don't like him. It's a very unnatural fit. Give me Houston. I feel like Houston's actually building something under Dana Holgerson where Auburn just feels like we're a four or five win team away from Brian Harson getting fired next year. Like, I think it's going to be bad. Harson is, it, it's a bad fit. I, I fully agree. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, there, there's a reason why there was a lot of talk about him leaving uh, Auburn for, uh, I believe, the Washington job at, at the time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, just the Boise State to Washington connection uh, with a stop in Auburn, uh, as strong as ever. Weird side note, there are a lot of games on the 28th, which makes zero sense to me as it's a Tuesday. But hey, uh, I, yeah. I guess they just had to throw them all in there. Uh, so we're moving on to the uh, Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, another Dallas Bowl game. It's Air Force and Louisville in, uh, in SMU, at SMU Stadium. Blake, uh, we, we talked a little bit last pod about how uh, service academy teams kind of do well here. Do you think uh, Air Force, I don't want to say flies high here, but does well? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Air Force. And what's sad is just kind of the way the Mountain West, Mountain, uh, that race settled. It just didn't go Air Force's way. Because I think this team is legitimately good. They have a great triple option offense, but I think out of the three service academies, they have a pass game that's significantly better, that they feature that pass a little bit more. And uh, Malik Cunningham like, is obviously the big guy coming, coming out of Louisville. Great quarterback, but I just feel like I forget uh, Scott Satterf- Satterfield? Satterfield? Old... Uh, Appalachian State coach. He's there. It's that's another one of those coaching situations. He about left last year, like said he was going to leave, and then came back and like apologized to the entire fan base, like pinned him a letter saying like how sorry he was that he almost took another job elsewhere. So I don't like the situ- situation there. So give me Air Force. Yes, it is Scott Satterfield. He coached at uh, Appalachian State. Just uh, that's a wreck of a program. So give me the service academies in these games. They always play well. Yeah, I was looking up this game a little bit beforehand thinking like this might be the toughest one to pick for me. Uh, Typed in Malik Cunningham on Louisville just to see if he was coming back next year. And I found an article of 2022 Dark Horse Heisman candidate Malik Cunningham, quarterback of Louisville. And I thought that was gross. But I said, whatever, screw it. Let's pick Louisville. Sorry, I'm picking against one of the service academies. But birds with teeth. I think it's a big pick here. Oh, you got it. So you're backing those uh, preseason Heisman favorites again, aren't you? Yeah, they perform well. They perform well in that bowl game. That really doesn't matter, and they give a participation trophy to a team that really doesn't care. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, would you call Malik Cunningham the most overrated player coming into the season? Hmm. You know what? I probably should do that. You know, I probably yeah. might help me a little bit because I was kind of high team. on Spencer Rattler. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one, again, new podcast. As we mentioned, we, we kind of recorded these back-to-back. But if you didn't listen to the first one, I, I do want to point out, I know our core listener demographic is in the uh, North Texas, Oklahoma area. 
This is one that you can get to if you're looking for something to do on the 28th. Tickets probably aren't that much being played in Dallas. Uh, with all that being said, give me the Falcons here. Uh, Air Force, they are the current winners. Back to back, actually, they retain the Commanders in Chief Trophy or, or the Commander in Chief Trophy, um, which is given to the Service Academy that it beats the other ones uh, every year. So, Air Force, the best Service Academy. Like uh, Blake mentioned, it's because they have a pass game, although uh, Army really brought out an impressive one uh, a couple weeks ago by the time you guys are listening to this in, uh, uh, in the Army-Navy game, although it was not enough. But had Army thrown like they did uh, in December against Air Force, or maybe Army would be leaving with that Commander-in-Chief trophy. But I like Air Force here. Give me Air Force. Yeah, no, like I said, you know, stick with your guns. The Air Force Academy – Go with the academies every time Air Force gets a win here in the first responder bowl. Uh, and, you know, sneaky kind of plus here. A big bonus that these uh, service academies have is no matter where they play, they already have a fan base because there are Air Force vet vets, Army vets, Navy vets everywhere in the United States. So it's kind of a built-in uh, sneaky little, you know, uh, you know, impressive, you know, traveling situation. There are not Louisville people everywhere. I, I do want to mention a, a quick point real quick that, that is interesting. Uh, sneaky advantages for service academies. There is no transfer portal situations with them. There are no one declaring early to, to go to the draft. Even if a guy is potentially going to the draft, um, I've never heard of it. Although that, that does rarely happen. I've never heard of anyone uh, not playing in, in their game. Um, and there is almost no turnover on, on coaching staffs. We kind of mentioned this in the, in the Army Navy preview of how guys just love those jobs when, when they get there, regardless of the level. So when you're looking at a service academy, you are getting in the bowl game the team that you've seen all year, which can be a really big factor uh, compared to other teams where maybe the star players are sitting out, there's a lot of coaching controversy, whatever. So keep that in mind. That's a very good point, and, you know, uh... – one thing, one thing that I thought was really cool, uh, Corso had a video with uh, uh, Herb Street before uh, game day this week, where he said he loved coaching the his he loved coaching the Navy guys because for them it's like football practice is a is a break in a way away from you know the kind of grind and kind of kind of hell that uh, academy life can be. So um, I, I thought that was kind of a little cool point he made. Anyways. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. Of course, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, like Oklahoma, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gaming problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Moving on to, honestly, this is a game that I'm just thrilled about. This is a match made in heaven. One of the coolest matchups I've seen in a bowl game in a while. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. It's Mississippi State and Mike Leach against Texas Tech. Leach is out for revenge, and he is ready to roll. Um, I, I am so happy about this matchup, folks. Uh, he left Lubbock with a lot of bad blood. Uh, Tech has still not paid him the money he was owed for his last season. Uh, so, I look, I, I think this might be one of my higher confidence picks. Mississippi State gets a big win here in the Liberty Bowl. Uh, poor Texas Tech doesn't have... Does not have any, you know, grudge against Mississippi State. But Mike Leach in Mississippi State, he's going to run it up on them uh, in, a, in a way that is absolutely going to be um, just mind-blowing. So give me Mike Leach to get a big, big dub in the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, I absolutely love State in this one. I think that... They, I think they take it, and I think they take it big. I don't know what the line is off the top of my head. Um, Eight and a half. Yeah, I'm sure it'll shift, you know, especially by the time this is being published. We're recording it a, a little bit early. But playing in Memphis, that is very close to, to Stark Vegas, um, although most of, of Mississippi State's grads don't live uh, in the northern Mississippi area. But it's, I think it's going to be a packed house uh, for State. And like you just said, Bobby, the Mike Leach storyline is is tremendous. And they have played a much tougher schedule than Texas Tech. And I think that the records are not indicative of of the performance of these teams. This is one of those bowl games that we start to get into when we're looking at the, the Power Five teams where guaranteed conference tie-ins can, can really create some interesting in terms of, I don't know if I would have picked this out of a hat, uh, sort of games but give me uh give me the bulldogs in this one i i love them in this one and this is going to be one i'm so looking forward to to watching i just love how many blood fleet blood feud games are in this uh like bowl pot here it's wonderful jameson yeah. i'm sorry for cutting you off no tell them to bring me my money yeah give me mississippi state here but let me tell you something. I'm going to pick if I'm a better on the Texas Tech side because a lot of people will be thinking, oh, yeah, Mississippi State, revenge game for Mike Leach is just going to lay it on him. But guess what? All of those players, are they really going to buy into like, oh, that school isn't giving my coaches a couple million dollars. I'm going to play so much harder. I just don't know how, many, how much the players are going to buy into the revenge factor versus the coaching aspect of it. So um, I think the line might be a little inflated on Mississippi State side. Yeah, okay, so I have a, uh, I hate Mississippi State, if we're going to be honest here. Like, I had one bowl game, it was, I looked it up, it was 2019 Outback Bowl versus Iowa. I made a record, I think, eight or nine live bets that game on Mississippi State to win. I was so high that they were going to win, they lost. They just straight up lost, didn't cover. I was so pissed. I was, I've never been so mad, but look. Bobby, Jameson, all them, they're right. When you don't give him your last paycheck, he's going to beat the hell out of you, especially when you're coachless. You Or they have a coaching staff, but obviously they're not going to coach this game. 
your directionless and Mike Leach is out for blood. You know he's been you give him over a month's prep. He might reinvent the air raid offense just for this game. That's how much it means. Give me Mississippi State. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, played at Petco Park because uh, R.I.P. Qualcomm Stadium. Uh, poor Jameson. Uh, one, one small tear just Sad. went down. For, for all you podcast listeners, one small tear just uh, went down his eye. Uh, very, very sad, very tragic. But Petco Park. Hey, that's pretty fun. So it's UCLA and NC State. Uh, Blake, kick us off here. Yeah, so this one's an easy one for me. I'm going NC State. They were my top win, uh, my top uh, total, I guess, win total over at the beginning of the season. That was the easiest money. I think this team's really sound on defense, really good on offense, very well coached. I just like them kind of ending that dream season, finally getting 10 wins. Chip Kelly's been weird. Like, he's been – I know he wants to stay at UCLA, which is kind of why he interviewed for the Oregon job, to try to get a bigger contract, and that hasn't happened. So it just feels weird there. I don't know. Like, especially with Lincoln Riley going to USC and then making big moves, I felt like UCLA might make a big move with Aranda and try to get him. But right now we're just stuck with Kelly. But give me NC State. I just can't – I can't back the Bruins. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really close game, to be honest. I think this can be really, really entertaining. But I'm going to go contrarian. I'm going to go UCLA here. I understand NC State's got a really solid football team. Um, but whenever I hopped on uh, Blake's bandwagon of the NC State, and he really convinced me this year, picked him as my wild card the next week, and then they lost. So um, give me UCLA here. Yeah, I like I like NC State. They have a really cool campus. Um if you're ever in the Raleigh-Durham area, don't go. There's much better things to do. Uh, but I'm a fan of, of NC State. I got burned picking against them once already this year uh, when I foolishly bought into the, the UNC hype, um, which, you know, it happens. And then I actually I think I got burned twice because I, I bought into to Clemson as well. Um, which now uh, I got and I got burnt. Ultimately, I took out a future on UNC to make the playoff. That was one of my big mm, ones that I emphasized mm, at the oof. beginning of the season. And what's crazy is I got the ACC is wide open this year. Like Clemson is not as dominant as they are, but I totally whiffed on who was going to be like the next up and comer, like the person to come behind them. I was like, oh yeah, like Clemson's not going to be very good, which was a surprising pick for a lot of people. I was like, UNC's going to fill that void. Totally off. Totally off. It was just, yeah. it was honestly just too wide open. Um, need, need to let off some of that steam that I had almost the perfect take and it ended in the most like horrific way. So weird thing about the Holiday Bowl is that the Pac-12 team uh, usually does not do well. They've only won once in the past 10 years. Uh, and that was USC in a three uh, game victory or a three point victory over Nebraska. So... Look, I'm going to roll with um, with the NC State here as well. Uh, I don't I, know what. I'm sorry, Ty. I, didn't even, I never even picked. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I was I, about to say that. I was about to say that, but I was like, Ty I'm had a really long Bobby. when it when it kicked back to Ty. He had a really long mm. pause, so I thought he had made no, his pick. No, I'm there sorry. was no pause. There, there was, was a long pause. pause. Um, okay. Anyways, 
I had sort of a, a model. I'm just gonna cut it since since. Oh, I go 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 go! I'm no, sorry no, for no, cutting no. you off. I, so I like I like UCLA here. Uh, so give me the Bruins. Um, I don't know. I just I got a feeling, you know, and maybe it's maybe it's just that uh you know that uh that light blue and gold and the fact that they're playing really close to home and NC State is is uh, traveling like two thousand miles. But I like the Bruins in this one. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that again, Ty. No, no uh, it was Blake that totally hijacked it for some random like. Yeah, that, that was definitely futures me. bet. I, about I had to rant. <laughs> I had to rant. I like in both. A lot of won't like the problem is like I put in the bet and they refuse to just say it's a loss. Now they have to wait till the playoffs are over to tell me it's a loss, and I hate that. Just tell me I'm an idiot and just, just move just, on. Just get it out of your queue. Move on. All right, let's move on to the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, uh, the former Cheez-It Bowl. May it rest in peace. Uh, This is the the true Cheez-It Bowl. It it needs to be a low-tier bowl in the desert in a baseball stadium. Um, Not not like like the third best bowl in the Big 12, fourth best bowl in the Big 12. But uh, it's West Virginia and Minnesota. Uh, This one's a late-night game. And I'll get it started. I've been fading West Virginia the entire season, and... You better bet that I ain't stopping now. Give me Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, and P.J. Fleck to get the dub in Arizona. Um, West Virginia, just not a good team. Yeah, I I love this game. I am so looking forward to to watching this one. I don't even know if it's a good matchup. I just think it's hilarious that they gave uh, an East Coast or an Eastern time zone and then a, a very far north sort of Eastern central team uh, as in, it, at, at this time of year in Minnesota, it gets dark at like 3.30. I think it's hilarious that they gave them a Pac-12 after dark time slot for this one. Um, but this is one of the most interesting games on this day that, that pops out to me. We've got some some good ones. I, I think maybe Tech Mississippi State beats it out, but I'm so excited to watch this one. Uh, with that being said, shooting from the hip, give me the Gophers here to, to take the win just because I love cheering against West Virginia. It's a ten fifteen Eastern time kickoff on a Tuesday. God, that, that is just that is just so. Talk about loving your consumers right there. Uh, just everyone, I'm sure, is just thrilled to stay up till one a.m. to on a on a Tuesday to watch uh, West Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> if, if I recall, Old Cheese It was also a late night game. If I remember the Texas um, Christian versus California. Yeah, but it's a game. it's a West Coast. Yeah, game. but that was Cal. That was Cal. Game. Yeah. yeah, true. true. Yeah, um, yeah. they moved the conference alignments a bit. So, in looking at this game beforehand, I looked up uh, Tanner Morgan to see if he was still playing uh, because I'm like, this dude probably was so old. This dude is born in 1999, and he's coming back next year. So, that surprised me a lot. So, give me Tanner Morgan to come out and beat West Virginia. See, West Virginia is a weird team, and bowl games are weird. Give me just the weird anomaly of the year in West Virginia. They play well, <laughs> they suck. They play well, they suck. I I gotta back that. I just I gotta get more of that. So give me West Virginia. Moving on to a uh, new bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, played at uh, Fenway Park in Boston. It's gonna be nice and chilly. We have SMU in Virginia. Uh, talk about a preppy matchup right there, uh, Blake. Who do you got? Yeah, this is a weird, just 
both coaches are gone. You have your interim guys. They haven't come in yet. So usually there's a edge there, but both coaching staffs are gone. So you've got skeleton crews on both. So just give me the better talent. SMU, Tanner Mordecai, that's still a great roster. I'll take them over Virginia every day of the week. Give me SMU. Yeah, I, I kind of want to pick SMU, but to be honest with you, Blake, from what I saw from them in their last game, uh, that's a little concerning. I, I'm not the highest on Tulsa and losing to them. This kind of concerns me. But then on the other end of that, you know, Virginia's been like absolutely falling down. But they played some pretty tough opponents. I don't know. I'm going to flip my phone, and right now... If this game's gross. Side, this game is gross. SMU is the pick on my flip. It, it, it's a grotesque game. It is. I just picked, I just In the next bowl SMU. game, just to, to preview the next game, it's pretty gross, too. But <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, I, I think this one is... The, honestly, the most interesting thing about this game, uh, and this is if we have any uh, SMU or, or Virginia... Uh, listeners, I, maybe they would find this interesting. I, the most interesting thing about this game, when I did my research, I just went down a rabbit hole of Wasabi Technologies, a cloud-based uh, storage, pretty new company uh, with some interesting founders. So I, I think that's an interesting rabbit hole. With that being said, give me my boy. Speaking of cloud-based storage, Tanner Mordecai, he knows how to code, sort of. Um, so I know this for a fact. Uh, I know this for a fact because I passed a class because he knows how to code. Uh, so give me SMU to uh, to take the win here. Uh, I assume there's some sort of coding competition that, that ties in. Yeah, um, I, I'm trying to figure out if SMU's quarterback, Brennan Arm, or sorry, SMU, uh, Virginia's quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, is going to play or not. Uh, he said he's uh, either going to go to the draft or, or stay put. He's out of the portal. Uh, and if he does play, I'm going to go with uh, UVA here. And you know what? I think I'm going to stick with UVA here. Uh, just uh, uh, while Mordecai and um, you know Calcaterra are more flashy names, I I feel like UVA is sneaky, pretty good across the board. And you know, sure Bron- Bronco Mendenhall got the axe, uh, but they have Tony Elliott coming in, who is a, an exciting hire, uh, as opposed to SMU, who lost uh you know one of their better coaches since they you know got the death penalty actually probably their best coach since they got the death penalty yeah. to tc to their arch nemesis uh and frankly i i can't think of a a worse way to have your heart just ripped out burnt and stepped on uh literally flew him out of there uh that's just that's unfortunate smu uh once again pretty dead program so i'm gonna give uva the edge here um and give them the win. But this is really a toss-up. I wouldn't bet or pick it. This is a low confidence, if you ask me. So, moving on to the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Going, for, we got we got our nice uh, Boston-New York rivalry here. Uh, Maryland and Vatek. This is a, what should be an ACC matchup, but it's not. Uh, it would be a better basketball game than a, than a football game. That's for darn sure. Uh, the, and I... Uh, I don't know how Maryland's in a bowl game. That's just what I'm going to say about that. Uh, give me Virginia Tech. Both of these teams are a mess, but Maryland is so annoying. They're so bad. Give me the Hokies. Another one in a uh, in a baseball uh, diamond. I I assume that none of them are still played on sand. I remember when games used to to be played on sand every now and then uh, when there'd be a 
uh, a game in a in a mixed use stadium. That was always cool to see. Sad that that's gone the uh, the fall of America, so to speak. Uh, give me Virginia Tech here. Um, I'm going to go contrarian. I think both these teams are gross, uh, but give me Maryland just because, uh, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. Don't have good analysis on this. Just going to go contrarian. Yeah, I'm back in Jameson. Uh, I foreshadowed it earlier. This is the grossest, I think, the grossest matchup ever. We got an interim coach versus a coach that's basically a lame duck. It's bad, but I'm going Maryland. They have better talent on the roster, so I'll go with them. Yeah, it, it's it's a gross game. Just ugh, low confidence all the way. Moving on to the Cheez It Bowl, the actually named Cheez It Bowl. We have Clemson and Iowa State. Iowa State with the uh, you know still have an opportunity to be the best uh, Cyclones they can be against Dabo Sweeney and uh, a coaching staff that has been completely gutted. Blake, who do you got? Yeah, if you listen to the last episode, I said Seth Luttrell fumbled the bag. And I think a worse bag fumbler is going to be Matt Campbell when it's all said and done. He did something incredible, which an Iowa State program has never done, and did just never took a coaching job this entire period. He's like, I'm going to wait. This is the dumbest move ever. Give me Clemson. Give me Clemson. Because he's a coward. He's too afraid to go anywhere else. <laughs> Other people, I've been saying it's this bad. for two years now. Other people are realizing it. Stoop kid's afraid to leave his stoop. It is coming to yeah. fruition. He did something good. He knows he can't do it again, so he's not going to go anywhere else. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and there's the root of it. Other people are starting to yep. see it. Ty is so happy right now, folks. It's if, bad. It's if bad. If you're just listening to this uh, via audio, I, I need to just make a gif of Ty's reaction there. That was really funny. Jameson, who do you got? Yeah, I've got uh, Clemson in this one because Iowa State, we're starting to see a lot of transfers here. You know, Shane Young and then King Horn and Anderson, a lot of their guys, you know, hitting the transfer portal here recently. And to be honest with you, coming in and seeing this matchup right on first impression, I was like, oh, Iowa State's got veterans and they're going to kind of go out on top. But it doesn't seem like they're really, you know, their team's sticking together and going out on top. Clemson, new coaches, hiring with, from within. I think that's a little bit better momentum from what we're seeing from Iowa State side. So I'm going to pick Clemson on this one. Ty? Oh, my goodness, Jameson. I am so glad that I'm going right after you. Iowa State's lost some guys to the to the transfer portal. The only thing that has been redeemable about Clemson this year has been their defense. Their defensive coordinator, their entire defensive staff has been gutted. We all know that like a lot of people are entering the – portal from Clemson, not necessarily to go to OU. You know, we have whole podcasts on that, but just people, you know, start to leave. I I don't I don't necessarily think that Iowa State should be, you know, downed on because they've got some people, you know, headed out. I think that Iowa State has a major advantage in in sort of the continuity of their staffing because Clemson, you know, even their AD is is gone now. I don't think that they're a you know, a burning ship out to sea like a Viking funeral, but there is a lot of uncertainty there if you're uh, if you're a defensive player for Clemson, and that has been their the only thing that's got them to a bowl game this season. If we're being honest, um, with all of that being said, talking down against Clemson, I do like Clemson in this one. Dabo is a, a really good coach; he he really is, and I think that Clemson is a better team than this Iowa State team that I had really high expectations for this season. 
Um, not that my preseason expectations meant anything because I had Baylor last in the Big 12. So who knows? But give me Clemson here. And, and I do want to say I think this is going to be a fitting uh, cheese it Bowl reincarnated. Everyone's going to wear orange, which is awesome. Uh, the cheese it you know, it's going to be orange on the field. It's just going to be a weird color mashup. And I think there's going to be some messy, sloppy, sloppy play. So give me uh, – Dabo against the uh, the coward Matt Campbell in this one. Yeah, Clemson's going to wake up feeling the cheesiest, y'all. Um, look, uh, usually whenever Iowa State gets into these situations where they're running up against better coaching and uh, better talent, they fall apart. Look at, at Iowa every year. Look at OU for the most part. Um, and uh, look, in a year where they can't even beat Texas Tech on the road and have been iffy, inconsistent across the board, I just don't see him beating Clemson. They'll find a way to put it together. Um, we, if you, if you want to see this game early, just take a look at uh, their Cheez It Bowl in 2019 against uh, you know Notre Dame. They're gonna they're gonna blow it. They always blow it. That's the Iowa State way. Uh, that's just how it's gonna go. Moving on to the Valero Alamo Bowl, Oregon and Oklahoma. Me, Ty, and Jameson will recuse ourselves from this pick. And uh, Blake. I oh shoot! <laughs> I, I unfortunately uh, I, I saw a private chat, but uh, give us your quick pick for Oregon <laughs> for Oregon and Oklahoma. I thought it was about to go. I thought it was about to go all the way through. And, okay, this is easy. Give me OU. You gotta win. Like if you bring in Bob Stoops as a interim coach, you gotta win that game. I just feel like Oregon has nothing to play for. I know Dan Lanning's going there. Probably going to be a pretty good coach, but I think this one's easy. Bob Stoops coming back. That's You can't lose that game. You If you're an OU player, you cannot lose that game. Or maybe you could if it's big game, Bob, but this really isn't a big game. But give me OU. I think this, I think this is one of the easier ones. Yeah, me, Ty, and Jameson will make this pick on our Alamo Bowl preview. Um, but yeah. Oh, so you're doing it like all oh, oh, game day and Kirk Herbstreit. He's like, I mean, so I can't just pick the game. Because no, no, no. I'm to be, we're, we're three Kirks. I know, I know. To be fair, I know, I, to be fair, I, I want to say for the listeners I, because I'm going to say it on air. Bobby might cut it, but I want to be fair. If if scheduling conflicts cause this to be delayed by a significant amount, Blake, we can amend your take, you know, and and put in a, a better take if something changes. But yeah. I don't want to. There's no unfair advantage here. It's just we're gonna have a whole, you know, hour no, long. It's just the old classic. Like they're like the primetime game on a game day. They're like, well, Kirk can't pick it because he's <laughs> calling it. It's like Kirk yeah. can say who he thinks he's gonna win and still call a fair game. Like that's the yeah. You're just you're just reacting to what occurs. You're not yeah yeah. The only like, time, it's not the only like time that's applied is when they had. Lane Kiffin on as the guest picker, which was just atrocious. That was really bad. That was really, can't find one famous Mississippi person. You have what to have a head coach, the head coach that is playing to the be active head coach. This is why we're better because we would never have a head coach on the podcast. Because we choose, the, we choose to not. To, to yes, of course. To come we in. could. Hey. We could have anyone. We could have Saban, but we choose not to. Of to course, be impartial. I, I, hey, for the record, I have not invited Nick Saban on. So. There you go. I've also not invited Bob Stoops or Caleb Williams on, so we're just trying to retain our neutrality, clearly. Um, moving on, I'll kick us off with the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. This one actually is a really fun matchup. Uh, I'm excited for. Um, 
Mac Brown versus Shane Beamer. And I'll put it this way. I really like uh, South Carolina here. Um, they were a two-win team last year, and they finally got to a bowl. North Carolina, on the other hand, uh, their entire season has been a unbridled disaster. I can't wait to hear Blake just rail on them uh, because they, they, they've just made everyone sad, whoever cared about them. Sorry, Maxwell, but um, not Jamison Maxwell, but my guy Maxwell uh, Millington. Uh, on uh, Max Weasel in the morning, check that out. Uh, you know, on Spotify Green Room, it's excellent. But I'll just get this over with. I think Beamer Ball gets this win. It'll be a great moment. So give me the game, Cox. Ty. So I think I think maybe if some of our, a lot of our listeners were an OU podcast, obviously you can tell by the jersey I'm wearing that says Navy on it. Um, and you know Blake's being a, a TCU and Baylor alum wearing a Western Carolina jersey or shirt. Uh, but I think Kentucky. a lot of people are curious. Uh, yeah, West. it's the same state. Um, no, no, it's not because Carolina has beaches. But um, a lot of people are curious. Can Are are we going to see Spencer Rattler? Are we going to see Austin Stogner coming out for the Gamecocks? Oh, no. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I would like for them. I would like for them to be able to play. But NCAA doesn't let you play for two teams in the same season. So uh, Stogner and, and Rattler are going to sit this one out, both of them having recently transferred to South Carolina, which is awesome. I think it's a good spot for both of them with, with Coach Beamer, who I think a lot of our listeners would know uh, was formerly the special teams coordinator and then a couple of positions at OU for a couple of years under Lincoln Riley. So I think that's a really good fit. I love Mac Brown at, at UNC. It's like a post-retirement job. He's just doing it. UNC with Mac Brown is Bob Stoops with the XFL in Dallas. Um, it's just, you know, I love to see it. He's It's a basketball school. He's overperformed there. I hate to pick against him, but I love Coach Beaver. He has turned that program around, uh, and they are on the up and up in the SEC East, uh, which is unfortunate because the SEC East is about to add some really good teams and coaches in a couple of years, but I love Coach Beamer. Give me the Gamecocks to to take the win here. Uh, give me Sam Howell. He's actually playing. It's just Duke's Mayo Bowl, right? Um, yeah, it just yeah. kind of just seems like an old person would like the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So give me Mac Brown. Give me Sam Howell. Screw North Carolina. I hate them so much. For they had their they had legitimately like. They had all the talent. They had their window to finally, like, win the ACC. Like, this is the year. And they allowed Pitt to win. They allowed a Pitt-Wake Forest championship game and, like, couldn't even get a handle of that. But I'm still going to back them in this game. I honestly was – I didn't understand the hype around Shane Beamer. But, hey, he's obviously done a great job there. He's getting the program around. But just give me Mac Brown in this. Okay, uh, and more than, more importantly, will we actually see the mayonnaise dumped this time? Because apparently there's some uh, money going out to charity uh, for this, for uh, if they actually dump the mayonnaise on the coach. That's the one I'm more excited for. Anyways, we're, we're just going to go ahead and move on to the trans-perfect Music City Bowl. Tennessee and Purdue, wow, what a gross barn burner game. It is... Uh, <laughs> Basically, Tennessee versus Vanderbilt, as as Ty knows. Uh, so, Blake, who do you like in this one? Give me Malik Hooker in Tennessee. He's coming back for another year. I think Josh Heupel is building something there. 
Purdue is just a weird team, and I'm just not going to back them. So I like the momentum that Tennessee is finally on, kind of being slow and steady, gaining it. Give me the volunteers. Jameson? So we are a last name podcast now with Blake because Malik Hooker is a safety, I believe, in the NFL. No! And I believe that it's what Hinden Hooker for today is today is the day Blake it officially is, joined is, the schooner. It is Hinden Hooker. Today is the day Blake officially joined the schooner pod in uh, perpetuity. So I'll hop on with Malik uh, Hinden Hooker and with you in Tennessee. Yeah. So this one, I think the key thing here is Purdue is the underdog, right? Purdue bad unless they're the underdog. Give me the. Boilermakers and uh, to take the win here against Hypo. I don't think bubble screens are going to win this game. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going uh, Tennessee as well. Uh, it is a home crowd in Nashville. They're going to have the energy going. Uh, and Purdue just, you know, look, they, they, they win fun, weird games against Michigan State. And, you know, they, they pop up and, you know, we'll scare you. But, you know, they're, they, they don't do that in bowl games. They when it, when it really kind of comes down to it, they the Purdue magic ain't there. Uh, so give me Tennessee. Now, next up, we would have the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, but we're doing a New Year's Six only podcast. Kind of condense that. So we are blowing past that and moving straight on to the SRS distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin versus Arizona State. And, um, ooh, I, I got to say, look, Wisconsin's had their issues. Arizona State's had their issues. But I kind of like Bucky here. Um, I, I feel like Wisconsin fans, this is a game made for them. Going down to Vegas, getting hammered as hell. Arizona State, I don't even know if they have fans or not. Uh, so I, I, I just I can't see this as anything other than looking like a Kansas City Chiefs home game with all that red. Give me Wisconsin uh, to get this dub. Plus they're a better yeah. team. No, 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 no. You never pick Wisconsin after week six. This is known. This is known. Um, I don't know how you don't know an Arizona State fan, if they exist. I'm an Arizona State fan. They are my number one SEC team, not named Oregon, or my number one uh, Pac-12. Pac-12, <laughs> SEC, basically the same conference. Um, they don't tell we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> tell Lincoln Riley that. But uh, anyways, give me the Sun Devils here. I – Arizona State, I think, has this one easy. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Interesting. I think Arizona State's play like absolute doo-doo um, near the half um, ending of the season. Uh, and yeah, but they're playing with Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin was looking pretty darn good into that last oh. game, but I'm going to go with Wisconsin's defense here. Yep, this one's an easy one for me. Give me Wisconsin. Arizona State, basically a dead man walking right now. They don't know whether to find Herm Edward or to fire him or not. Nah. And it's the sole reason is it's an investigation at the NCAA that's still outstanding. They have a horrible recruiting class this year for their standards and where they want to be. Nobody knows what's going to happen to them. So I like the team. Consistency, momentum, Vegas, Wisconsin. Arizona State should be better for how much they cheated. Uh, they were literally hiding recruits in broom closets uh, during COVID. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. That's pretty unfortunate. That but, never uh, happened. Oh, of course. Uh, let's move on to the New Year's Eve games that aren't the college football playoff. Starting with the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. 
between Wake Forest and Texas A&M. Uh, Blake, how are you feeling about this one? This is this is interesting. Zach Calzada, the Cuban Missile, enters the transfer portal. I think Texas A&M is going to be good for years to come. I know people like to hate on them, but they're recruiting at an incredible rate under Jimbo Fisher. This isn't their year. This is a game that means everything to Wake Forest. Like this is this brings me back to some TCU Rose Bowl vibes. You these smaller schools like this don't get these opportunities every once in a while. You got to take advantage of them. So give me Wake Forest just to upset a big Power Five power that you know, like you know, that's going to stick in their heads for a while if they get this win. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Wake Forest in an upset uh, because we're recording this a little bit early, but I wouldn't be surprised to continue to see Texas A&M have a lot of opt outs and because they have a lot of you know highly sought after um, you know picks in this upcoming draft. You know, guys like Jalen Widermeyer and DeMarvin Leal. Um, so give me Wake Forest and upset. I, I'm also was going to go contrarian, but I'm agreeing with Blake here. So like Blake said, and, and Jameson alluded to, Texas A&M recruits very well. Um, and whether or not they have any opt-outs, I think, you know, over half the time out of 10, you know, so six times out of 10, Texas A&M's second team beats w- Wake Forest's first team. So, Regardless of the opt-outs, I think uh, Texas A&M has a deeper roster, has more skilled players, has a very good coach uh, with Jimbo Fisher. Um, they beat Bama this year, who will probably win the national championship now that we're seeing things. So give me Texas A&M and the Aggies to take the win here. If Texas A&M season was a movie, uh, the final scene would them would be them beating Alabama. We are currently in the credits period where the they screen goes to them. black. That's what I'm saying. They beat Bama, and now the screen is black. They're showing the credits because you don't need to see the rest of the season. Um, as my uh, fine colleagues Blake and uh, Jameson have said, there have been just simply too many opt-outs. If this was the Texas A&M team that you see, you know, with Zap Calzada, with uh, Isaiah Spiller, with uh, just everyone else they have, um, then yeah, I would go A&M. But that's not who we got. So give me Wake Forest, even though they burnt me in the ACC championship, and even though they uh, doomed me to a week of hot dog eating, I'm going to have their back here in the Gator, Gator Bowl. Uh, so give me the Demon Deacons here. But It's a weird, weird thing when it comes to A&M. I think they might be the new Cal in the sense that they produce insane NFL talent, but just can never be good. Like It's like they'll always be talented, but will never be good. Yeah, I I think that's actually kind of an interesting point because, but it, like across the board, not just like on offense with quarterbacks and you know, uh, I guess yeah. running backs. Um, anyways, moving on to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which I'm still shocked that uh, Frosted Flakes still has this one. Uh, but okay, whatever. Uh, in the past, we had Brute uh, sponsoring them, so we have Washington State and Miami. Uh, two teams with uh, with no coaches, once again. Um, but Washington State's had a little bit more time with it. This is a gross game. I hate it. Um, and when in doubt, always fade the Hurricanes in a game they just really don't care about, especially because you're making them go all the way out to El Paso, uh, where it'll likely be cold and a total mess. So, uh, yeah, no, give me Washington State here. Yeah, chilly, chilly El Paso. Uh, all that. Being it's said. chilly. It's chilly in the. It, it's the desert. It gets chilly. It snowed. No, I've it seen does. it. You don't. You don't have to tell me that deserts get cold. Uh, but 
I I like I like uh to to put it in one word, put it in one character. I like the U. Go Hurricanes. I think there's a lot of momentum there uh with Miami with their new coaching hire and with their unlimited budget. I think you know that they had that random player suggest unlimited budget as a suggestion for if they could get better. And ironically enough, I think it was Miami's, not just that was they're like they're all their big time former players came together, and that was it's not just one player. It was yeah, like but that, I think they I all, think that like I think that Miami took that unironically and was like, okay, so uh, I just had a weird burp. Give me Miami. <laughs> Oh god! Man, this is quality podcasting. We're getting this to is y'all. getting real. Like, this is, this is this getting is real sloppy, good. folks. Looks like, looks like, <laughs> let's just hammer it all out tonight. And I was like, ooh, I was like, whatever. Let's just do it. Um, all right, who are we picking again? Uh, I think Miami uh, was one team. Let's pick Miami. It, it's Miami and Washington State. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I do not like Washington State. No. Mm-mm. I love how Jameson like critiqued. Like us on potting, and then immediately was like, "Who are we picking again?" (laughs) I was, I was, I was not critiquing. I was critiquing the whole podcast, and I am a part of that. That is, that is, hey, that that is fair. But people don't listen to the Scooter Pod for organization. If you do, then I am very sorry because uh, you do not know what organization is. Clearly, Uh, was that a was that a pick for Miami, Jameson? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is. (laughs) <laughs> easy, 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 easy money, Washington State. Jake Dickert, their new head coach, part of Rolovich's staff. They honestly loved Rolovich. It was just some policies that got in the way, and he's not the coach anymore. And so they got the next best guy on their staff that they love. And so he's the interim coach, but he's also going to be next year's head coach. I love that. I don't like lame ducks. I think uh, Tyler Van Dyke, Miami's quarterback, is going to be very good under Mario Cristobal, but – that era isn't here yet, giving Washington State. Yeah, I feel like if we dive into Rolovich getting fired uh, too deep, that uh, our, our fan base is going to get mad. Uh, so we're moving on to the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. It's okay. Calm down, everyone. We said Barstool Sports, uh, which, honestly, this is going to be electric. Uh, they, they have the lead singer from Creed performing at halftime, which cracks me up. Uh, I, I kind of love it. Uh, Central Michigan and Boise State. Uh, Blake, I feel like this is a, a pretty good matchup for you. I, I kind of love it. What do you What do you think? This is a weird game. You get an established fan base in Boise State, and then you get kind of this Mac staple in Central Michigan with Jim McElwain as their head coach. Remember the shark, the shark picture <laughs> from Florida. How could we and forget the shark? Get, and then you get my all time favorite name this year and Khalil Pimpleton as wide receiver for uh, Central Michigan. They're a weird team. I love it. Give me Central Michigan. I just think this Boise team's off. What what world would it be in two years when Brian Harson just goes back to Boise State and just kind of gets them back to where they are and they just kind of forget this whole two-year little weird sabbatical that Auburn never happened? I could easily see that happening. So give me Central Michigan. Boise to to not cover but to win next to tie. Uh, Boise. Yeah, give me the Chippewas as well. I'm riding with Blake. Uh, moving on, New Year's Day. We have the Outback Bowl, Penn State versus Arkansas. Um, oh boy, this is a mess because we have James Franklin, the goat, 
as my guy Ant Wright would say, uh, against an Arkansas team that, um, you know, honestly, they're thrilled to be in the Outback Bowl. And because of that, I think they're going to get this win. This is probably their best bowl they've made since, what, Darren McFadden um, made the Cotton Bowl? I, I think Arkansas has made a Cotton Bowl since then. No, they made a Sugar Bowl with uh, – sorry, I take that back. This is this is their best bowl game since the Sugar Bowl with um, – oh, uh, what what's the dumbass's name who got in the motorcycle rack with the mistress? <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking so hard on the name. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino. I, I didn't want red, red face just in the, in the, in the <laughs> mentally. I didn't want race. mentally. I didn't want to disparage another Bobby. As you know, that's what you do when you have a name like Bobby, a, a very manly, very adult name. Uh, you, you you don't try to tear each other down. But Bobby Petrino, real idiot, re- absolute idiot, really a, 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 a true dark mark on the Bobby name, uh, and. I, I'm off on a tangent, but I'm just going to say Arkansas is going to get this win. Sam Pittman, love the guy, the pride of Grove, Oklahoma. Uh, I think he gets him really fired up for this because, let's be honest, motivation is the biggest thing in these bowl games, and Arkansas is just thrilled to be here. Uh, so I think they get the dub over Penn State. Not sure if they're Team Coconut Shrimp or co- uh, Team Bloomin' Onion. I'm hoping they're Team Bloomin' Onion. Even though I'm not going to buy it, still I would love the Onion team. Uh, Ty, who do you got? Bloomin' Onion's way too salty. If they just found a way to make them less salty, they'd be much better. Uh, the sauce also underwhelming and not strong enough for how strong the Bloomin' Onion flavor is. Um, with that being said, I do want to mention a lot of people on this podcast were very high on Arkansas, had some unreasonable expectations week, like one through four or five. Go back and listen to some really cold takes with the Arkansas hype, all that being said, just wanted to call people out. Give me Arkansas. One time I ordered a blooming onion uh, to go, and it was one of the worst decisions you could ever make. Why did you oh, think that'd be good? <laughs> to go? Ugh. To go? That's like, that's like reheating fries in the soggy. microwave. That's <laughs> soggy. That's could you think of a worse item to order to go than a blooming onion? It's just a clump. <laughs> if you put that in a styrofoam, it's just gonna get all moist. It's gonna drip all over oh. the It's gonna be gross. That Disgusting. Gross. Oh. Wait, so, real quick, Jameson, I don't want to take up too much time. But how does a bloomin' onion come to go? It came in like one of those styrofoam to like little to go things with a little piece of paper under it, and it accumulated so much moisture. Like Blake said that. This styrofoam on top was yep. like like I had collected the moisture on top to where it was wet and the it was just so soggy. It was miserable. Miserable. Give me Arkansas. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're just trading bloomin' onion stories. <laughs> like See, I got I, I'm in a bad position. I got Penn State, the Sean Clifford experience is going on for one more year. Holy crap, this is like 10 years, 10 years in the running. And then I got on the other end, Arkansas with Sam Pittman is now trying to double his contract by saying people want him when nobody wants Sam Pittman. Like Sam Pittman's a good coach, but nobody desires him as a head coach <laughs> besides Arkansas. And he's trying to bag chase right now. So since James Franklin already bag chased, give me Penn State. I'm just going to roll with that one. I got to deal with the Sean Clifford experience, but I can sleep at night. Okay, moving on to the Verbo Citrus Bowl. Uh, this game should be fired into the sun. It's Iowa and Kentucky. Blake, who do you got? 
Oh, gosh. I didn't even see. Okay. We're getting down to the wire. Just give me Kentucky. Mark Stoops' is contract is laden with if you win bowl games, if you win this. Like, he has the deal of a lifetime, honestly. No pressure. If he does well, he gets a lot of money. If he does it, he still gets a good amount of money. I like that. Give me Mark Stoops. Yeah. I, I agree. Nothing much to it. Iowa, um, it's more of an anti-Iowa pick. God, that team is rough. Give me Kentucky. They ended the season off pretty well. Wasn't Iowa ranked, like, number two at one point this season? Wow, was that a cold take. Uh, I like Kentucky. You know, like you said, Mark Stoops. Stoops' name can't go against can't go against Stoops if you're, uh, if you're a no-you guy. And I like the low pressure, no pressure of being a – an overperforming football team at a basketball school. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with y'all. Um, Mark Stoops, you know, it, this game's a mess. I don't want to watch it. I, I feel like your eyes will, you know, just bleed trying to turn this thing on. Uh, just rest up and watch the Fiesta Bowl instead. Um, but, yeah, no, give me Kentucky, Mark Stoops, etc. Better team. SEC just means more. Uh, moving on to our final game of... This podcast, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, LSU and Kansas State. Oh, and look, while I would love, absolutely love nothing more than to pick my K-State Wildcats and uh, my, my beloved Chris Kleiman, it, look, it's LSU, it's Houston. This is going to be a home game for them. They're a better team in terms of talent. Uh, they they have the energy. Not I'm not sure if Coach O's coaching this, but it, it, it's either a last no, draw. Okay. Not. He's not. He, why, why, why would he leave? Is it, it going to be Brian he said Kelly? He, went to Destin. he said he he said he went to Destin after. Like I think there's an interim to the interim. I'm not joking. Oh, like, that I think big he old. Belly he said he's going tanned. to Destin right after the end of the season. So <laughs> he, he went he went to Destin to go hang out with old Ray Baker. So, um, ooh, okay. Well, I don't know about that one then. But at the same time, LSU just has better athletes. Stars matter. And uh, unfortunately, I think they beat K-State here. Um, It's it just too much, too close, too energized by Brian Kelly. Um, give, give me the Tigers here. Ty? Yeah, uh, you know, as, as they say when they're, when they're picking uh, the LSU Tigers, you look like you work out. Oh, no. <laughs> Jameson. I'm going to go K-State here, Bobby. I'm surprised you didn't hop on here. Um... Great coaches won football games, right? So I'm going to go K-State. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with Jameson backing the best coach in the Big 12. Probably one one of the best Big 12 coaches we've ever seen in an entire lifetime. It's like, I don't know why you I did can't, an interview. Dude, you can't, uh, according to a person on this podcast, it's like, how do you maintain a winning record at a place like K-State after a guy who created a winning record for there for like 20 years? Like, that's impossible. Almost impossible. Give me K-State, LSU without their starting quarterback. He's in the transfer portal. Can't back him. Can Best I, coach Can, can I universe. use a mulligan on Chris, a bowl? No. Why not? You've already used no. one this season. Uh, no. You, can, you, you can't can, do yeah, anything. You, this is just public. You can change your picks, obviously. This is just recorded. It's not even live, just, so I, I can it, go it, back. It, so starting I mean, off, LSU and Kansas State, I have to pick Chris Kleiman because he's my favorite coach. There we go. I just edited it, edited it, and nobody will know. If because, you recall, a like, couple years ago, Blake said a bunch of bogus things on the March Madness pick, 
And then he went out and completely changed his bracket. Okay, okay, we're coming back to this. <laughs> okay. No, Jameson, you've done Save the it for the March Madness. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do the March Madness special no as bracket we'll, we'll do the March Madness special as usual. Yeah, we but... have to. We don't have a choice. We have to keep making content. It is a... That's true. Shout out shout out to our is... uh, our guys. Oh, that is an easy TP... one. TPP. They're over there. TPPN. Shout out to our guys, TPPN. Uh, we will be keeping this content going, <laughs> including use promo code TPN at DraftKings.com, uh, including our New Year Six show, um, which is coming soon. So, uh, Blake, Ty, Jameson, thanks for joining us for these episodes. I, I just stop pointing at everyone. Uh, but we got we got a New Year Six show coming. It'll be great. Um, and uh yeah well that's about it for this one we'll see you next time good luck out there with picks everyone <laughs>